You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 133, Teaching Your Child to Listen. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. How's it going? Thanks for being here. Before we get started, I want you to mark your calendar for this Thursday, February 25th at 3 p.m. Eastern, when I'll be hosting another free open coaching call. So bring your parenting struggles, your life struggles, and I'll coach you live on the call, or you can pop your questions into the Q&A box. But to get the Zoom link, you've got to be subscribed to my email list. So go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash subscribe to join. It would also be really awesome, if you haven't already, to please leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Or take a screenshot of an episode and share it on social media. Don't forget to tag me too, okay? I really want to get the word out about the podcast to as many people as possible so they can have these tools and start having less drama in their lives too. So let's get into our topic for the day. You know, if I had a dollar for every time I heard a mom say, my kid doesn't listen, I'd have a lot of dollars. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you won't be surprised by what I'm about to say. But if you're new here, you might want to go back to some of the first episodes, especially episodes two and six, where I explain in more depth about the relationship between circumstances, thoughts, and feelings. But to sum it up, there are circumstances in our lives, which are the facts of a situation. And then there are our thoughts, which are the sentences in our minds about those facts. Circumstances are out of our control and never cause our feelings, whereas thoughts are within our control and do cause our feelings. So my kid doesn't listen. Is that a circumstance or a thought? It's a thought. All right, first of all, it's not a fact because it can't be proven in a court of law. Also, There are many interpretations of what it even means. When you say your child doesn't listen, do you mean he doesn't hear you, he doesn't obey you, he doesn't take your advice, doesn't pay attention, he interrupts you while you're talking, he doesn't follow directions? Everyone has a different idea of what it means to listen. So just know that that thought is just your interpretation of your child's actions, not a fact. Being a good listener is much more complex than most people realize. We aren't born knowing how to listen. It's a skill that must be learned and practiced over and over. As a school counselor, I've spent a lot of time, especially in the younger grades, teaching listening skills. Many parents and educators assume that if a child has difficulty listening, it means they're being oppositional or disrespectful, and they resort to punishing the child. But helping kids learn and practice their listening skills can be a much more effective approach to improving their behavior. Of course, you'll want to rule out any other reasons that could contribute to a child's poor listening, like hearing loss, learning differences, 
auditory or information processing problems, and nonverbal learning disabilities. You can ask your pediatrician or school for information on getting screened for these. As I said, like with any skill, listening needs to be learned and practiced again and again. There are so many parts to listening that we don't even think about. There's the actual words that you say and the message you intend to communicate. Then there's what your child hears and how they interpret your message, how they interpret your body language and tone of voice. Then there's how they feel when they interpret all of that, which determines how they respond. That's a lot of steps from what we say to what they do, and we just usually chalk it all up to, they're not listening to me. Now, I am going to give you some tips on helping your child develop better listening skills, But first, I want to talk a little bit more about the thought, my child isn't listening. Remember, it's always your thoughts that cause your feelings, not your kid's behavior. I know that concept can be difficult to grasp, especially if you've never worked with me before. But I keep saying it because I want you to understand that your child doesn't have the power to cause your feelings. Only you have that power. And you get to feel however you want in every situation. So let's say that you tell your child to clean up his toys and he doesn't do it, and you think, my child isn't listening. There's usually an underlying thought there that he should be listening, and therefore there's either something wrong with him or there's something wrong with you as a mom. This isn't always the case, but very often. Now, all of those thoughts are optional. You could think something like, of course my child isn't cleaning up because it's not really fun. Or maybe he's overwhelmed and doesn't know where to start. Or it's possible that he really didn't hear me. There are so many other thoughts you could think in that moment, right? But your brain goes directly to its default, my child isn't listening, which causes you to feel frustrated and angry. When you feel frustrated and angry, what do you typically do? Maybe you nag, remind, lecture, yell, Do it for them while seething with resentment. Say something in a passive-aggressive way. None of which helps your child listen better. The reason you want your child to listen is so that you can feel a certain way about your child and about yourself. You think the behavior causes you to feel that way when it's really the thought you'd be thinking when your child listens to you that causes your emotion. So I want to suggest that you practice thinking that thought now and feeling good about your child and yourself now so you can show up as the best version of you. For example, if your child cleaned up his toys, you think you'd feel happy because you'd be thinking, what a great kid. Well, that thought is available to you regardless of whether he cleans up his toys or not. If you had that thought, what a great kid and only assumed good intentions or became curious when he didn't clean up his toys, how would you approach the situation differently? Now, of course, there will be times that you become angry and frustrated, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There may even be times you want to feel that way on purpose. I just want you to recognize that you're the one responsible for your feelings at all times, not your child, because that gives you back all of your power. Having said all of that, I do want to offer you some tips for teaching your kids listening skills. Perhaps the easiest and most enjoyable listening activity is going on a walk outside 
and simply paying attention to the sounds in nature. Recently, I did a guided meditation where I was instructed to listen to the sound farthest away and then listen to the sound closest to me. I thought that was really cool. You can always ask your child questions like, when is it easy to listen? When is it more challenging? What would make it easier for you to listen at home or at school? You'll be amazed at what they come up with. One of the most important things to practice, especially in this day and age, is good eye contact. It's not uncommon for our kids to have entire conversations while looking down at a screen instead of into our eyes. When they're distracted, it's harder for them to listen and pick up on social cues and nonverbal behavior. Kids with sensory issues or kids on the autism spectrum in particular may have difficulty looking people in the eye. So while you don't want to force them to do it or even bring their attention to it, you can practice with them through games, role plays, and eventually even through staring contests. You can also try an experiment where they tell you something once while you make eye contact with them and once where you're looking away, and then talk about how each experience felt to them. The next thing to practice is taking turns speaking and listening during a conversation. One game you can play is to start a story, and then every couple of sentences, you and your child take turns adding to it. This is fun for older kids, too. A few episodes ago, I talked about family meetings, and some families have an object that they pass around like a talking stick or a stuffed animal, and only the person holding the object can speak. The others have to practice listening. Other games to practice listening, following directions, self-control, and memory are Simon Says, Red Light, Green Light, and the I'm Going on a Picnic game. That's where the first person starts with the letter A and says, I'm going on a picnic and I'm bringing apples. The next person has to remember what was said before and add something with the letter B. I'm going on a picnic and I'm bringing apples and bananas, and so on through the entire alphabet. Some kids might get frustrated if they feel they're not good at these games, so don't make it competitive and just take everything in as information about where they're at with these skills. You can always try another time. You can even use it as an opportunity to practice your own listening skills by reflecting back to them what you hear. You sound really frustrated right now. This listening stuff can be hard, huh? Now, while we're on the topic of your listening skills, I want to remind you that kids learn what they live. When you put down your phone to be present, make eye contact with your kids and really listen to them, you'll be teaching them through your example. One way I like to teach my students is to demonstrate through role plays examples of effective listening and ineffective listening so they can see and hear it in action. So allow me to share an example with you. A child comes home from school and the mom says, hey, how was school today? It was okay. Just okay? I bet you had fun in science though, didn't you? You love science. Yeah, I guess. And what about recess? You love recess. Yeah, recess was fun. Can I have a snack? Now, compare it to this scenario. Hey, how was school today? It was okay. Just okay? How come? Well, Haley didn't save me a seat at lunch today like she normally does. Oh, and how did you feel about that? Sad and a bit jealous of Emma who got to sit next to her. Hmm, you really like Haley. It makes sense that you would feel sad and jealous. What did you do? 
I found an empty seat next to Kelly and sat with her. She's nice. Oh, it sounds like you made a new friend. I wonder if it's okay to have different friends to sit with at lunch. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. It was fun to eat lunch with someone different for a change. Now, in the first example, the mom was focused on her child feeling happy and didn't even pick up on the clue that something was bothering her daughter. A lot of us do this, not intentionally, of course, but we tend to gloss over these subtle hints that our kids have something on their minds. And when they do open up, we immediately jump in with solutions or our opinions. In the second example, the mom allowed her daughter to talk about her feelings and then went a step further and validated them. Instead of just saying, it's okay to sit with different people, she posed it as a question for her daughter to ponder. Back in episode 112, I talked about getting more of what you want. You'll get more cooperation and more listening when your instructions are clear and focused on what you want your kids to do rather than on what you don't want them to do. And the last thing I'll say is that listening and communicating in general has its ups and downs. It's always a work in progress. The most important thing you can do is to manage your mind about all of it. So sign up for your free consultation with me to learn how my coaching can help you do that. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to sign up for that. And join me tomorrow night on Facebook Live to talk more about this episode and ask me any questions that you have. All right. Have a wonderful week, Mama, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.